Blog Talk Radio. Absolutely no chance. I'm 
this is not a football match. You, you're getting involved with my life and my emotions. No, no way. But then, as I said, you know, with so much messaging and people coming from all parts of the world saying, this is something that has to be told, this is something that has to go further. That's how I got involved, involved with the book. Well, it's not an easy task. And even writing the book wasn't easy. Some of those chapters, I have read them more than once. But some of the other chapters, I've read them many times because some chapters I don't want to read again. I sent a chapter to my sister when I was reading doing the book because I kept on sending chapters to my sister. They're older than me. And one of the times I sent a chapter to her, she said, Mikey, I am not reading this. I cannot read this. This is painful. So people think it's, it's something that is fun doing and fun going through. It's not. I think, you know what, I, you, you explain it um, so clearly. Because I know that in the wake of what happened to George Floyd, his murder, I know that the whole discussion about the Black Lives Matter movement, for a lot of people, they describe an experience of exhaustion and emotional exhaustion, the constant explaining of why these things are important and that that sort of sense of why do we have to keep telling you how bad this is? Um, and, and I know that, you know, that has been a strain. The important thing about this book is that it does explain these things. You, you do feel that it is important to use this time as an opportunity to educate people about what, what you call the, the dehumanization of, of black people. That speech that you gave uh, when Rain stopped to play was, I think, just six weeks after George Floyd's murder. How significant was that moment, do you think, for the movement? Well, a lot of people have told me that they didn't quite understand until they heard me speak. A cameraman who works with Sky who was not even working on, on that particular game, messaged me immediately afterwards and said, Mikey, I didn't understand until I heard you and I heard some of the stories from Ebony Rain Footprint as well. I now understand how privileged I am to have never experienced what you guys have experienced. He had a confederate cap that he wore on a regular basis, a great confederate cap, but he said he wore it because he liked the shape, shape like a triangle. And he said he didn't understand the history behind it. And when he heard me at Ebony, he decided that he was never, ever going to wear that cap again. And he threw it into the garbage. And this is what I'm trying to do. Just get people to understand what it is all about. And education is the way forward. We need to teach all of history. Not just history that suits one set of people. When I was a young man growing up at school, I was never taught anything about good about black people and people of color. And I've since discovered all the great things that people of color and black people have done that have been airbrushed out of history. They have been airbrushed out of history because they do not suit the narrative of white superiority. That, what, that is what people have wanted to portray. And we, until we teach all of history so that everyone, black and white, can understand the true history of mankind, we will continue to have these problems, we'll continue to struggle. Because we have people growing up subconsciously are not thinking that they are superior to other races. 
and we have people growing up subconscious they are not that they think they are inferior to other races. Why we kneel and how we rise is what you've titled the book. At the moment we're watching the Euros. We've seen various football teams over the course of the Premier League season here in the UK or equally around the world. And now the national side decided to take a knee and some of them deciding not to take a knee as well. What's your thoughts about that, Michael? And how do you feel when you hear the boos that the England team face as they take the knee, but equally the rousing applause and the cheering that they get to combat that? Well, I'm glad to see that the rousing applause and the cheering is now getting larger and really outdoing the booing. I am a little bit disturbed by the booing, but it's not something that I'm totally surprised about because, as I've told people, you will always have racism. You will always have people who don't want to understand, but it's a matter of trying to get the masses, the majority to understand and the majority to realize that things are wrong and to make changes. It's like crime. You will never get rid of crime. But the less crime you have in the society, the better off you are. As for the taking a knee, I'm not here to tell anyone that they must take a knee because I don't want people to take a knee because they are ticking a box. You either take the knee because you support the cause or you don't. If you don't support the cause, don't take the knee because people are telling you to take a knee. That is not what I'm expecting from anyone. The worldwide acceptance gesture for support Black Lives Matter is taking the knee. But as I said, don't take the knee if you don't believe in it. Don't take the knee because you want to say, I'm ticking this box, no, I can't move on, as I've seen others do. I don't want that, and I don't think people really want that. What do you say to those who say that uh, the taking of the knee is a, it backs the Black Lives Matter political movement? as opposed to it is associated uh, with the, the, the importance of the phrase Black Lives Matter. I mean, I, I find it extraordinary that people can't disentangle the two things. But, but do you find yourself constantly saying to people, this isn't about a political movement, this is about saying something very important? Well, I keep on referring to that in, in my book, and I keep on telling people that I have nothing to do with any political movement. When you think of Colin Kaepernick, I don't think when he took the knee, he was thinking about any political movement of that's called Black Lives Matter. He was thinking of the injustices that take place in America and are taking place all over the world. This has nothing to do with politics. I have no idea. I've never visited the BLM website, if there is one. I've never tried to find out who formed it or anything like that. I am interested in the three words, Black Lives Matter. If you add to the three letters after that, T-O-O, people would soon quieten down because all we are trying to say is we matter as well. We are not telling anyone that we matter more than anyone else. But all the evidence so far suggests that our lives don't really matter. And it's about time that our lives matter. No, we just, that's all we want, equality. You know, <laughs> I don't understand why people can't see that. Or some people don't want to see so that. I, I believe that some people just don't want to see and some people will try to pull down whatever they can because they don't want change they are quite happy with their life they are quite comfortable with their life and they don't want to see any change well michael we've we've really enjoyed having you on this morning as as rygate coach has tweeted to us if people don't have a penny drop moment listening to legend michael holding we stand no chance it's so powerful your book why we kneel 
and how we rise. We'll discuss all that we've been talking about this morning. Thank you for everything that you are doing. Thank you for the incredible job that you do, day job. But more importantly, this is a hugely important task that you've Thank you. Thank you for your time this morning. Yeah. 
Hey, I, 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 are you listening to the show on 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 on, on my thing? Oh, somebody, somebody, somebody mute the show from some place. Somebody mute the show. Mm-hmm. Somebody mute the show completely from somebody inside the show and mute it because. It's playing well all the time. I tested for about an hour and I brought Michael Holden on and afterwards somebody in the show. There's definitely somebody muting the show from the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody mute, mute, mute the show. I don't even see that it drop. I'm going to shut it down and, and, and log out and, 
I shut it down and come back. Come back in again. I I don't go in. Bro. No, we I use I have it in my put in my my uh, Facebook. That's what I use all the time. Facebook and somebody block this, block the signal. It comes you find it. I mean, I have to go into all of them. I'm hearing him because I'm hearing I'm hearing the broadcast still. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe we just got ourselves, uh, got a little carried away with the manner in which we won the first game and the method, mm-hmm. you know, that was used to to win that first game from a batting perspective and just thought that we could continue in the same vein. Mm. And then we found ourselves in a hole in the middle over because South Africa just 
to the, uh, their approach from a winning perspective with every game, and we didn't seem to, to respond in like manner from a batting perspective. Mm. Okay, let, let, me, let me attack it another way. Do you think our players are students of the game to your satisfaction? And so I think that um, at times we, we, we can put a lot more um, thought into our approach to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, think, I, I think I got the, the answer that I was looking for. Um, Roger, in terms of Australia now, I note with interest that there are uh, games played on the lights. Any particular reason why we don't have any, any, any games, say, starting um, you know, um, a little earlier? They're starting at 7.30. And all five. As far as the scheduling is concerned, and I can't answer anything into that. Oh, so that that's left to who? Maybe operations. I don't know who is responsible for that. Okay, well, well, Roland um, Hall is going to join us later because I I find it. On the fastest pitch, which uh, is St. Lucia now, and we were, we were struggling. And we now have Australia with some quick bowlers uh, playing in St. Lucia as well. Any, any particular reason why we've chosen St. Lucia and our players are not handling the fast bowling? Well, again, Andrew, I can't really speak to this, but I would like to say that as far as the test series was concerned, you remember it was initially mm. uh, scheduled for uh, Trinidad. Scheduled to be played in Trinidad, mm. and that did not work out. Mm. So uh, maybe a short notice. Mm-hmm. I can only assume that Kentucky was the place that, that was best placed in terms of being prepared and ready to mm. host the tournament like well, that. Well, that didn't work out. Like that, mm. Well, that didn't work out. I think because of COVID. But these players are in the bubble. You know, you have COVID everywhere, and you know, I think cricket West Indies have got to be. Um, better in, in my view in terms of selection. I mean, I, could you explain why you're playing in St. Lucia? Is it because St. Lucia has less um, COVID cases than, than Trinidad? It's, but these, are, these guys are in a bubble. So, 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 so what well, you do, you, 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 go to, you go to St. Lucia on a quick pitch and you have your batsman run towards square leg. Does that make sense? Again, Andrew, I can't speak a lot to this, but I don't think CWI is the only mm. Uh, institution making the decisions here. I think the government of the country, first of all, has to be willing to host the matches here. Right? So, I'm not sure that there are any countries, Roger, that will refuse having the West Indies team. I think you just have to follow the protocols. Is that a reasonable answer, Roger? Well, I'm. Well, Andrew, I don't know what's reasonable or not reasonable. Okay, we will leave that there. We will leave that there. Um, because, you know, I think that we need to take our cricket much more seriously. Um, I'm very disappointed that we would not have taken into account uh, going to St. Lucia on some quick pitches. And uh, I, I suppose it had to do with COVID. And we know of Australia coming, and the games are all starting at 7.30. Um, in terms of the, the, the itinerary for the World Cup, do, do you know if there are going to be a lot of day-night matches? 
I haven't looked at that yet, Anne. Mm, but but you do you you would recognize it's critical in your planning though going forward. Well, yes, it, 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 it's critical in our planning and our preparation mm. as we get closer to to the World Cup. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Doctor Ford. I know you made some notes. Hey. No, actually, I was. Um, someone sent me some questions for Roger. No, no, I, I, uh, I, 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 I thought about the Ford you were checking the stats of Gale. No, I, I actually wouldn't want to do that, Andrew. Okay. Um, Roger, looking at our successes of the past, we had a structure of uh, strong batting in the middle with the six hitters, we had the, the spinner that was a lot like Shamsi who could bowl four tight overs. Uh, we had some decent fast bowling and we had a batsman or two that could hold the innings together and, and bring us through difficult periods. Do you think that your A team, uh, you know, touches all the bases of, of the formula that we we had we previously had well i think any any good um uh side would need a player who can sort of do exactly that sort of um link the the power play to the, the power play the start of the inning to the death overs from a batting perspective you know and still be able to keep a decent scoring rate going and we haven't been able to, to do that. Uh, no player has put their hand up to do that job yet so far. But within this, the 18 that you assembled, did you have in mind uh, an individual that would be able to be a linchpin, like a Marlon Samuel? Uh, I, we know of the, the hitters because they are the usual suspects, but who's the linchpin? Who's the, the spinner that, that really... Uh, bowls those tight four overs or the or the bowler you can count on all the time that bowls four tight overs and mm-hmm. can can penetrate the side and and help to bowl them out quickly. Well, at the moment we do not seem to have that that type of spinner, right? Um, we haven't seen, like I said, uh, this Walsh in the in the squad and uh, and he'll have his opportunity as well to show us what he can do again. But, um, you know, that is something we're talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to the batting now. That is something we're talking about from a batting perspective. And it's something that, you know, players have got to recognize needs to be done and approach it from that perspective. But who did the esteem panel think would be a linchpin in that 18? Well, you have, um, you got players like uh, Uran and Hetimaya who are, Supposedly capable players of spin as well. And, you know, we look for them to come through. Mm. You know, being able to keep the scoreboard ticking over in the middle. Mm. Um, okay, we we, we got a pause for yeah, business calls. Just hold, hold your next question, Doc, um, because I, I want to hear the name Darren Darren Bravo because I felt that we did not uh, do anything to counter Samzi. I mean, we simply were bamboozled by him, and I would have thought that rather than find a place for Gail Baden at three. Um, I think that Bravo should have come into the side and maybe hold the middle order because, as you said, uh, we, we had some serious challenges um, in, in, in those middle overs, and we needed someone who could play spin. I mean, when you look at the um, before we go to the commercial break, champion five matches, 
20 overs, 80 runs, 7 wickets, with an economy of 4, you know, really and truly we could not handle uh, this man. And I really felt that we made some serious mistakes too in the terms of the construct of our, our, our teams as well. I mean, we are struggling. Um, you know, when you look at Fletcher, Fletcher didn't do too badly. Uh, was taken over the team, didn't come back. We didn't play down Bravo. We didn't have anyone to, to, um, to conquer Samji at all. But when we come back, we'll certainly continue uh, to have this discussion. 44-1790 and, of course, 253-4679. Uh, you can send your WhatsApp messages. There are several that I'll read later on. But, of course, Mason and Guest is brought to you in association with our good friends, the ASAFU White Rum, the best shots of the day. If anybody feels they could drink with me, let them come. Open your mouth, drink it up, all your time for the fight. The thing is come, tell me about the ideas. Yes, 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 but we, we have, have just, just reported, reported and they are looking into the matter, matter and will tell me what's, what's going, going on. Sometimes we are paying, paying them, them and they definitely, definitely did that doing a good job. job. Just, just want to make, make sure, sure that, that we get everything going. And we'll give people their money's money worth. The engagement around 7 o'clock, I suppose he's not going to have a headache in terms of the selection of the team. The, the mighty Australians are here. They're playing in St. Lucia. They've got fast bowlers. And we may very well find that our batsmen may be running towards square like as we saw against South Africa. Uh, Doc, is all yours. Okay. Um, Roger, the, someone asked me about, about Carlos Brasswick, but I'll put that to the side and you can answer that after. Mm. Uh, my, my real question is, is this 10 games in this home series left, is the selection panel panel's uh, purpose to expose the individuals in the side in different roles and see what they can do, or is it about trying to pick the side they think is the best side already and try to win? I think, Doc, um, we're going to each series trying to win it. And while doing that, we also would like to give the players an opportunity to showcase what they can do. Okay. Um, so let's say that you go through your process and at the end of it, you find that there are deficiencies. Are you stuck as a panel? Are you, are you shipwrecked? Is there no recourse? Well, I think if there are deficiencies, then we have to see how best mm-hmm. we can, you know, resolve that, how best we can find um, players to, to sort of um, solve those issues that arise, or how best we can utilize the players that we have to do so. Um, you know, in, in some cases, you don't necessarily have um, different players that can solve some of the problems, but maybe different approaches can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, different approaches can. So we have to work out you know, what's the best way of going about resolving the issues that arise? Okay. Um, someone asked me to ask you about Carlos Braswick, and I know he isn't a part of the 18, but but this this fan seems to believe that mm-hmm. maybe it's a missed opportunity there. Well, 
I can't tell you anything more about Carlos Bradbury. Hmm. But when last did you? Have, have you spoken Sorry. to him recently? Have you spoken to him recently? No, I haven't spoken to Carlos for hmm. quite a while. Do, do, do you think he could be a, an asset? I think Carlos Bradbury, at the very top of his game, mm-hmm. of course, would be an asset. Mm-hmm. I see. Now, um, in terms of Mr. Potter, as captain, are you happy with his leadership? I think I think he's done a a, a pretty decent job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, like everything else, mm-hmm. you know, just as you pointing out to me, Andrew, you think there are areas in the selection that could be improved. I think there are areas all around that could be improved. Mm-hmm. I think nothing is absolutely perfect, but yeah, mm-hmm. generally, I think he's done a decent job. Are there any areas that you would want to see him improve in relation to his captaincy? I'm not going to go into that here. Okay. Well, okay, fine. That's fine. That's fine. What I would say, though, what I would say, though, that there seems to be this predictability that when you win the toss, it is a side that is struggling to chase, that you believe that whenever you win the toss, you should send the opposition in. And I think South Africa um, made a mistake in the fourth game when they won the toss, they sent a still and then struggled. If you look at the series against the, the, the South Africans, you know, we were not able in about, I think, about three of the matches to, to get around 170 because the scoreboard pressure and in that middle period, as, as we said earlier, we were certainly struggling. They got it right because, you remember, they won the toss uh, certainly in the last game and they decided to bat. And, and I think once they got past 160, 170, they felt that given the frailties of the West Indies batting lineup, that they had an excellent opportunity to win. In the end, they won the last game quite comfortably. Roger? Well, you, you know, um, Andrew, sometimes looking at things on paper, mm. I think when you look at the names on paper, you would think that uh, West Indies is strong in that T20 contest would by far be batting. Right. More experienced, yeah, yeah, very mm. dominant players, mm. that sort of thing. So I think from that perspective, maybe you got lulled into thinking that you know, especially the first game where you run so the water yep, to yep. comfortable. Mm. That um, you can do it that way rather than looking at it, you know, the other from way. a closer perspective because the bowlers did an outstanding job throughout mm. Mm. as really? a unit. Right. You know? And uh, maybe that, that, that was just, you know, the, mm. the thinking that, you know, mm. all the big guns in the lineup there, you know, and no runs, no runs. And, 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 if your, yeah. and if your bowlers are doing well, then you would want them to bowl last, I would think. I, I think that uh, Pollard got it all wrong, uh, in, in my view, in relation to this. And there seems to be this predictability that every time you win the toss, you will send the opposition in. And, you know, when you look back at the World Cups, 1975-1979, you know, the Cindy's had to chase in 1983 and we lost trying to get 180 runs. And, and the reality is that a lot of teams do not know how to chase scoreboard pressure, and we got a side that they were disappointed because I mean it wasn't that they were chasing 200 in a Roger. On average, we were chasing 165. Andrew, Andrew yes. but if you reflect mm. on the other series, we won most of the games we won mm. prior to that chasing. So mm. maybe that is what. All right, you know, influence them into doing that. Okay, fair enough. Roger, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I know you're a busy man, and I really want to thank you, Roger. I think that uh, more so than, you know, a lot of other people who hide, um, because I believe that you should not only come to the press when you're, when you're winning, but uh, 
certainly when you're losing, you need to come as well. And I want to compliment mm-hmm. you for the maturity and the understanding that you need to report to the public. And I really want to thank not only you, but I think Cricket West Indies, because I think under this administration, certainly we've had a lot more interaction with the press outside of, the, of those press conferences that are organized. When um, our good friend there, Dario and Philip Spooner, they ask these lollipop questions. And I, um, you know, I, 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 I like this. I mean, these are lollipop questions that, that they ask. Let the public and, and, and people like myself and, and Dr. Ford talk to you. I'm sure that you will agree with that, but don't comment on that. Roger, what are your expectations? You've got the big guns Australia here. What do you expect? Well, I certainly expect that our batting will come to the party in this um, series against Australia. Mm. You know, I don't think that uh, they can perform uh, in the same manner in which they did mm-hmm. against uh, South Africa. So I expect them to really pull the socks up and, and perform a lot better. And um, I look forward to them turning things around and not coming out successful in this series. I know Australia, I expect, mm-hmm. you expect a tougher challenge from Australia, but I think from a T20 perspective, right. we've always had very competitive contests with Australia. And I think that we, mm-hmm. we're capable of holding our own against Australia. Final question. Uh, how, how long is Jason Holder's rest? Is, is he going to be playing against Australia? Is that rest period Jason over? Will be back for the, Jason will be back for the one days in Barbados. Oh, okay. So Jason Holder will not be part of the T20 matches against um, Australia's back for the, um, the, the ODIs. Any particular reason for that, that kind of planning? He needs that amongst well, the rest? Jason is it's on managed rest. You have to remember that Jason as well plays uh, right. every format. Mm, I see. Right? And going down the road, we have test matches as well. So, uh, yeah. What do you have to say to the people of the Caribbean from Georgetown, Bangladesh, where you live, right through to Bridgestone, Barbados? We did well against Bangladesh. Uh, we held our own uh, against the, um, the Sri Lankans and against the South Africans. We were badly beaten in the two test matches. We were expected to win the T20 series, and we lost uh, three to two. What do you have to say to the people of the region? Final question for you, Roger. Well, Andrew, I think um, the, the, the test matches against South Africa, mm. really, you know, we, we just didn't bat very well at all. And um, the main difference in that test series as well was that um, the batsmen that got in you know, for South Africa, they went big at the cock, you know, he got in, made a hundred, he made a ninety and, and um as well you had Van der Dusen who produced a seventy, a dogged seventy, which turned out to be the difference. But um from a West Indies perspective, you know, um, when we batted well, our players batted well when they got in, because once you got in on that pitch it looked simple. But it was difficult getting in. The players that got in mm-hmm. were seemed to be content with half century. So that turned out to be the you know, a huge difference in the test series. So mm-hmm. um and like I said, it was very disappointing that in the T twenties, with the thought about the lineup that we had, we weren't able to do a lot better and perform a lot better. Right? But we look forward to I, I think the team is looking forward to really showcasing Mm-hmm. You know, it's ability against Australia and doing a lot better in these events again. Just before you go, Roger, there's a gentleman there on screen. Do you know that gentleman? I don't know him, but he looks <laughs> like a fellow that used to have me running a lot of miles. 
<laughs> Dennis Swayze has joined us from Australia. Hello, Dennis. Hello. Do, do, do you know Roger Harper? Was he good? Was he good? I, 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 I would Was he quick? I would recognize his shoe stores a lot more than his face because he's running trying to catch up with his, his, his shoe stores. Dennis, you? it's a pleasure to see you, man. How are you doing? Uh, Rog, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. You're looking very well. You're looking very well. Mm. I'm another year older, I'm afraid. We all are. We all are. Uh, I, I, I'm catching up to um, Sir Clive now. I've, oh. I've, raced, I've raced to 75. Oh, really? I've raced to 75. Well, yes, yes. Something tells me, Dennis, that mm. you haven't raced. I think... In the last few years, you've probably slowed down a bit. You're not, um, mm. you're not raising your elbows as much as you used to. <laughs> At the bar. At the bar. That's what I mean. <laughs> elbows. You're not raising it as much as you used to. I see. I, I, I've controlled. I've controlled my drinking. I don't. Um, I um, don't drink too much anymore. I've decided I only drink on the day, so then then the why. <laughs> Like that one. Yeah, Wonderful. It's a pleasure to see you. Yes, yes. You look very well. Yes. Thanks, Mighty. Mm-hmm. You look good, Roger. Roger, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Roger. It's always a pleasure uh, to have you on the show and, and enjoy your meeting at 7 o'clock. Thanks, Roger Harper, the You're selector. Welcome. All right, of course, we are hey, Mason and guests, and you can send us your WhatsApp messages. You got Dennis uh, with the well, he's retired a long, long time ago, and I'm sure he's quite happy watching the Euros and watching Ash Barty. Um, you know, she's looking so good and looks as if she could very well win uh, Wilmington. I mean, all of Australia must be quite happy with the performance of this young lady. Dennis? Yeah, she's a um, very good little player. Um, very consistent. Um, doesn't uh, muck around too much. Um, very professional, and it's good to see her. Doing so well. Mm-hmm, indeed. Well, Roland Butcher is doing pretty well. Roland, how are you? You seem to be in darkness, Roland. You don't have any electricity up there? Andrew, first of all, good evening. <laughs> Where are you, Roland? I, we can hardly Dennis, see your uh, face, Roland. Have you speak out? Um, yes, Andrew, you're right. Um, being without light since Thursday night. So, mm. um, that's the way it is here in Christchurch. Well, the, well, well, Light and Falls said that they've uh, had 80% Mac connection. Yeah, that may be true, but mm. Smaller mm. must be one of the... Yeah, well, I mean, they feel my mother's struggling. I had to take all of her meat on Sunday. Uh, Cousin well, we, Sean we, we, brought we it down and, and put it in that. Yeah, yeah struggling. Well, I, I, really, I, really, I really hope you get some help. Mm. They feel is in trouble... Um, St. Joseph is in trouble, you know, you know, parts of St. Michael understand in trouble as well. Oh, my golly. All right, now, um, your reaction, uh, Roland, to the West Indies' defeat. Um, they went into this T20 series looking as if they could win it. They started out very well, like, with the pace of Usain Bolt, and then they ended with the pace of the man who's next to you there. Of course, we're talking about our South African friend, Dennis Swift, who's 75 now and can't run as quickly. Let me hear from you, Roland Butcher, what went wrong. Talk to me. Andrew, I think, first of all, I would like to say that I was very disappointed with the performances um, in this T20 series. Um, I think, you know, when you start wrong, you, you finish wrong. And I remember before the test, before the first game, the captain made a comment um, where he said that 
the West Indies players are the best T20 players in the world. And I was saying to myself, you know, that is something that could come back to haunt you. Mm. And it certainly did. Because, you know, when you make those sort of comments, you've then got to go on the park and back it up. Mm. I thought throughout the matches really, the batting really was pretty poor. And I think of more problems for me would be the, I think the strategy involved was the real problem because you remember in England during the World Cup, in the very first game, we adopted a strategy of bowling short, won that quite handsomely, and then felt that was the way to win every game. Similarly, in this series, with a lineup from one to eight, with every single player being a very aggressive attacking player, you won the first game and adopted the same strategy for the rest of the, of the series, and we saw the results. I think this current um, lineup that we have, Andrew, mm-hmm. I think it's one that will win games, but it's been struggling to win tournaments because when you've got your first eight batsmen for guest dashes, mm-hmm. you are hoping that every single game it all goes perfectly right. Everybody comes out and you win. What was missing in this series was somebody in the middle order when you needed to rebuild who could do the rebuilding while the others back around. That didn't happen. From one to eight, it was the same thing. And I would imagine that South Africa's planning for West Indies, this is probably the easiest series they've had to plan for because it seemed to be only a plan A. You didn't have to plan for plan B. So even though West Indies would have got off to a good start, you just simply had to say to yourself, well, once I get a couple of wickets, I'm back in the game because the others are going to come in and play that same way. And that's, that's a worry for me, leading into a World Cup in, in a few months' time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting observation. I certainly agree with you. Um, they'll win a one or two matches, but in terms of a series, you know, you, yeah, it, it, it's worrying. And, you know, I, I don't think the site is strategic at all. And it, it's, it, it, it bothers me. Um, Dennis, you, you were part of a successful West Indies team as the, um, as the very successful trainer. Uh, you must be a bit disappointed, Dennis, with the way things have gone downhill for, for, for West Indies cricket. Um, yes. Um, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Yes, yeah, right here. Um, yes, um, started off a bit disappointing in the um, test matches. Mm-hmm. That's where it started. I was extremely disappointed in the test matches with the, um, I was just um, looking at it and uh, the, actually the, the top seven batsmen team average was about 17, which mm-hmm. is just, uh, I think bowlers would love that average. Um, <laughs> so that, that was pathetic in my opinion. Um, in the um, South African um 2020s, um, I was listening to Roland there, I agree with him immensely, he said that, you know, you've got Lewis uh, who averaged 35 and then Fletcher 32 and Simmons 30 and 27 and 24, but the, um, you know, what we call the um, the big boys, and, you know, they, they all together, their average is kind of 15, and, and which is Pollard, uh, Russell and Gale and men like that and I, I think um, as um, Roland said I think they've got to be a little bit more 
to pick the right ball to really attack. I think um, some of the shots um, were not good at, at the time. And um, needless to say, they lost the series. Mm-hmm. And, of course, fitness is important as well. Um, how important is fitness? I mean, I'm sure you, you are very qualified to tell us. Well, it definitely helps. I think if you're fit, um, yeah, it, it helps your mental approach. It, 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 you get confident, you feel confident, and um, that will take it into the bowling or batting. And, um, and you know, in our days, uh, I think Michael and, 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 uh, and Sir Andy and all that used to say, they felt so fit and felt so good that they thought they were unbeatable. So when you think you're unbeatable, um, sometimes there's a little bit of hiccup, but most of the time you, you, you're very confident and you're relaxed, and then that's when you play your better um, cricket. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's bring Sir Kirtley in. You got to an agree with us as well. Very, very big. These are the big guns, really, and it's good to have them on. Sir Kirtley, how are you? You're in St. Lucia? Securely? Is he going to sleep on me there, Securely? He's muted. muted. Oh, okay. We we, we need to hear you. We need to hear you. Uh, I think he's getting himself. His fingers are moving very gently. Securely? Can you hear you now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Are you resting, Securely? Are you you in the street there in that big hotel there in St. Lucia? And is that you in a five-star hotel? Is that true? <laughs> Why do you like to make fun of me, Mr. Mason? Eh? <laughs> it's really good. It's really good to I, see you, Mr. Curtly. Relaxing. Yeah, I see. Got my. I see. Got my former trainer. Yes. Dennis Smith Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello, Jim. Remember when? Hey, snipers, I remember when. I remember when, Mike. Listen, I've still got some hair. What happened to you? Yeah, well, I'm just... (laughs) No, I've changed changed my hairstyle, that's what. (laughs) What What happened to the little ponytail? I've still got it. It's still oh, here. have you? It's still here. Thought, Look at it. Look at that. Oh, yeah. I thought the queen yeah, might have told you to cut it off when you come a sir. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's still here. <laughs> I see. No, so currently... Uh, just get, getting it on that, um, sure. Andrew. Yes, um, sir. Like, the man to ask about fitness is the man we're just talking to. Mm-hmm. He, he looked after himself tremendously. And um, you only have a look at his record, how great it was. Um, so this is the thing. Um, fitness, I'm sure he'll say, is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Sir, Sir Ambrose looked after himself tremendously. Um, he wasn't a weights man, actually. Um, I don't think he hardly ever done weights in his life, but he done a lot of sit-ups, push-ups, and a lot of bowling and, and a lot of running. And I think that... Um, Helped him a lot through his great, great, great career. Mm-hmm. So, so currently, you want to you want to expound on that? Yeah, of course. He's quite right. Um, I'm not really big on going to the gym, but then if he's quite right, I do a lot of running, you know, a lot of bowling, lots of sit-ups, push-ups. Yes, 
And of course, I had to. He was the man behind the scenes, you know, and mm-hmm. couldn't say no. Mm-hmm. So he was the one who pushed not just myself, but the whole team. It was tough, I have to say, but at the end of the day, it was very beneficial for us. And why, you know, we could, we were such a, a dominant force because we were really supremely fit. You know, when other teams are struggling at four o'clock in the afternoon, we were still full of energy, mm-hmm. you know. So Dennis Ray did a fantastic job to kept us, kept us on the park, keep us fit, you know. And we, it was tough, but we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Curly, w- would you want to see a fitter West Indies team? Because uh, there's some doubts about the fitness of the players now. Well, of course, because I've always believed, and speaking, speaking from experience, you know, if you're not fit enough, more often than not, you will struggle, especially in test cricket. Because the thing is, from a, from a former player and as a coach myself, mm-hmm. you know, when I, whenever I coach, I always say to the guys, don't tell me you're a great bowler because you can bowl a first spell with a new ball. Anybody can do that. Or maybe a second spell after lunch. Anybody can do that. I want to see you at 4 o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. when the team is 250 for two. You know, are you in the field all day and the captain gives the ball? Do you, are you fit enough to give that last final burst mm-hmm. for the close of play? Right. That's how I judge our bowlers or cricketers, well, bowlers in general. You know, if you have that energy and you can still bowl 85, 90 miles an hour at 4 in the afternoon, then I can say you're up for the task. Not the first or second spell. Those are easy to do. And I think that some of the guys at the moment aren't quite there, you know. So fitness does play a huge role. And the fitter you are, the longer you can concentrate as well. And, and it helps. So, yes, fitness does play a big part. Obviously, you have to require the skills as well. But fitness does play a big part. Mm-hmm. All right. Just before we come back to you um, to talk about the the series, of course, upcoming with, with Australia. And just quickly look back at South Africa. Let's bring in Tony Gray here. Um, Tony, were you big on fitness? Somebody told me not. Obviously, growing up on pitches that would do silent Trinidad and Tobago because we used to uh, play some cricket in Tobago. I had to be very fit. Um, was contending with... Um, you know, uh, fast bowlers throughout the Caribbean to get a place on the West New team. So fitness plays a, a huge role. And let me just say to Dennis, um, thank you for making such an invaluable contribution to West New cricket and to Kirtley too. Um, and these are guys that have uh, a lot of wealth of knowledge that, um, you know, the younger players should really sponge from. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, um, I-, I see you with your hand up, Roland. Um, I think you're saying things, but if you, if you want me to comment on something, I, oh, I, I, I thought you put your hand up and said you wanted to comment on something. But of course, you're in the darkness, so anything happens when you're in the darkness, eh? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, a comment. Dennis early started with Dennis. Obviously, Dennis was the first one really who got 
who had great talent as fastballers to recognize that if they were fitter, they would also become better. Uh, and we saw what happened during his time. And obviously, Gertley was on the back of that as well. And it holds true now. I mean, fitness is very, very important. It was then and it is now. It always is. And um, for the reasons that Curtly said, you know, when late in the day, you know, your captain's asking you for something with the ball, mm-hmm. or even batting when late in the day, mm-hmm. you know, you're under the cosh and you've got to yep. find the, the energy to survive the rest of the day. And as you've noticed for many years, um, West Indies cricket has faltered in that final session, both with bat and ball. So, you know, those are issues that we've been gri- grappling with for some time. Uh, it's getting slightly better. Not there yet, but, you know, the fitness levels, you know, must go up because as a player, you're always looking to improve your fitness. Never mind how fit you are. Mm-hmm. There's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. I see. Just one thing, um, Andrew. Yeah, sure. Something on sure. Fitness. sure, sure. I was thinking that have to realize that it's when Dennis trained us, um, as Sukurti rightly said, it was very difficult, but it brought about the psychological strength that we need. Um, for example, uh, Sukurti was talking about late in the evening and your third spell and your fourth spell, but batsmen to run in between the wickets, for example, and having that psychological strength, it comes through hard physical training. And if you don't like to train uh, physically hard and work really hard at uh, fitness, then you're not going to be uh, strong mentally also. So that's a, that's a key point that uh, we have to stress on. And uh, again, the younger players must view fitness as goal, really. Mm-hmm. Yes. So currently, let's come back to you now. The, the series against South Africa, um, disappointing. We won the first game so um, easily, and then, you know, we lost 3-2. What happened there, Sakurli? But first of all, Andrew, I honestly thought that we would have won this series even mm-hmm. before the series started. Mm-hmm. When you look at the team that we have, right, it's one of the strongest teams, obviously, on paper. You mm-hmm. have to go in the park and really produce. But what I'm, when we look at the team that we have, I felt that we would have won the series, right? However, it didn't happen. A couple of reasons why I thought we lost the team. One, and I've said it before many times, and I will continue to say so until I am proven wrong. Two, two things plaguing West Indies cricket. One, our batsmen have this foolish notion that T20 cricket is all about sixes and fours. Right? Mm-hmm. So we neglect ones and twos, and when we can't get the boundary we soak up a lot of dot balls. And they have to get away from that foolish notion. Mm-hmm. Ones and twos are so important as well. Yes, we have the firepower to hit boundaries, but sometimes you have to respect good bowling mm-hmm. and manipul- manipulate the bowling. Ones and twos, and the boundaries will come. And we're not doing that. Let's look at the margin where we lost the game. Mm-hmm. Only a couple of ones here. Few ones here, few ones here which tells you, had we scored some more singles and some more twos, we probably would have won this series 5-0. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our players need to get away from that notion of sixes and fours only. It will never work. And if you continue like that, we will always be inconsistent. We'll win a few, but 
but we lose more than we win. Mm-hmm. Uh, doctor? Uh, good, good night. Uh, Tony, do you see any individuals in the A team that you think should not be there? And conversely, are there any players who are outside the A team that you think should be there? Well, let me just say that, um, you know, I think that it picked, uh, the selectors did a general job in picking the A team. Um, to me, I think that they have to have a serious word with this deal in the sense that he's 41 years old now. And uh, obviously, um, they had to have some sort of system where they say to Chris Deal that, listen, we're giving you about nine games. If you're not trying for nine games, then the remaining games before the World Cup, you're going to give a young player, right? So that's the sort of system they needed with this deal. My thing is that if you look at um, Mears, Kyle Mears, mm. I think that he has a dynamic um, approach to cricket that we need in a T20 format of the game. And I think that he can be um, an impact player. So Kyle Mears would be the man. Um, people are talking a lot about the Western team uh, performance against South Africa. I think to quickly touch on some good points. But in addition to that, I think that we have to look at the selection of the team. I think that uh, a lot of times we exalt and praise batsmen for six hitting. It's part of our culture. And um, we have not really praised and exalt players for intelligent batting. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Fletcher, for example. Fletcher, the two games that he played, and the only the two games that he played, uh, he got 30 and in 19 balls uh, in a wonderful partnership with Evan Lewis, 85-run partnership. Mm-hmm. He was situational there. And then the second game he played, he got 35, which was the highest score uh, in 34 balls, with wickets tumbling all around him. And the third game, he's not there again. I mm. think that we dismantled uh, the foundation that was laid in the first game mm-hmm. in a big way, and then we batted Polar, for example, at three. So, to me, I think that we have to be a lot more strategic, more, much more stable in the way we select players. But I think that Kyle Mears, to me, is one that can be an impact player, and we have to look at him seriously. But Chris Beale, if he doesn't fire against Australia for the first two games, I'm not taking him to the World Cup. Say that again, Tony. Say that again, Tony. If Chris Beale doesn't fire for the next two games, that would be same games mm. um, against Lanka and mm. um, uh, South Africa. Yes. And the next two games would be nine games as an opportunity to fire. Mm. If top squad does fire, it's two. Mm. So we cannot take him if he's not firing. Mm. And we must give the remaining games players um, to prepare them, younger players. Mm-hmm. So, so it looks as if he's not going to go uh, to the World Cup in your view. No, I mean, if we had to pick the World Cup side now, I wouldn't pick Chris Gale. You wouldn't pick him? Is the way he's getting out. Oh dear. Huh? Would you pick Russell? No, you wouldn't pick Russell. Pick you wouldn't no, pick Russell. I think initially the selector did a good job in picking this T20 squad. Mm. You have to give Chris Gale an opportunity to show that he has some sort of form. Ooh. But uh, if he's getting the opportunity, I'm not firing. I'm not going to pick him. Mm-hmm. And what about Russell? Well, again, I mean, you have to look at the balance of the side and you have to look at the experience. Right. Um, World Cup experience, obviously, mm. uh, playing experience all over the world will come into play in something like a World Cup. Right. Uh, because we have a lot of young players. So we need somebody like 
Russell with his ability mm-hmm. to play proper cricket shots. And mm-hmm. I say that because he's not been playing proper cricket shots. Mm-hmm. When he was uh, making runs, he was watching the ball closer. Now, mm-hmm. I think these guys have the ability to be intelligent in it, but they are not being intelligent. There's a lot of ego. And as I said before, there's a lot of exaltation of hitting the ball. Right. I mean, uh, in, in the World Cup, the 50 over World Cup, he made 98 in about 124 balls, and we chastised him. Mm. Right? So we have this notion that hitting the ball and power hitting is a big thing. It is not, because power hitting is really our weakness. Oh, interesting point. Um, so currently, would you take Christopher Gale to the World Cup? He's an experienced, he's a very, very experienced man. And on his day, mm. even at age 41, mm. if he gets going, he can still be a force and really take the attack any any bowling team mm-hmm. and be very destructive. However, presently, he's not firing, right? He looks a bit out of sorts. And... He's just not looking the same Chris Gale that we know. Obviously, he would not be the same mm. when you're 41 as when you're 30. We all go on a decline at some point. But the way he's looking now, he's not looking confident. He's not looking like he goes score many runs. He may hit a six or, six or two, and then he, then he gets out. Mm. So I have a question mark about that. But let's see how he does against Australia. So, so if he doesn't, if he doesn't do well against Australia, you wouldn't carry him. Is that what you're saying? I agree. I, I agree with Tony Gray. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fire in the first couple of games. Yes. He may have to move on and give some younger players a chance. Mm-hmm. Right. Reputation alone is not the only thing. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Performances are. Mm-hmm. So let's see what he does in the first couple of games, mm-hmm. and then we'll see. What about Fidel Edwards? Securely. Well, even before he was, well, after he was elected, you know, I had doubts about that. Mm-hmm. Fidel Edwards, yes, he may be bowling well in England and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hasn't played to West Indies for what, seven, eight, nine years or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's basically out of the group. And I don't think I would have selected him then. If he was still representing West Indies every now and then, I right. understand. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to discriminate any player because of age. But it's if you're 50 and you're still performing well, keep playing. Mm-hmm. But because Fidel was out of the loop for so many years, right. I found that selection was a little bit, you know, I, I wasn't for it. Mm-hmm. But selectors see something different, mm-hmm. so they, they went with him. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have selected him then. Just, just before we go to, to Dennis, let's go to uh, Roland Butcher. And after that, we're going to take a commercial break. Roland, uh, I know you tend to sit in the fence quite a bit. Would you take Chris Gale to the World Cup? Andrew? Yes? The question of taking anybody to the World Cup right at this moment in time, I would think that he's not the only one that's in question. But I'm asking you, I'm asking you, Roland, Roland, I'm asking you about Christopher Gale. I do not want to talk about anybody else. I'm asking Roland Butcher, would you take Christopher Gale to the World Cup? Andrew, you've yes. got a 15-game tournament for players to impress. Yes. You're going to ask me after five games only whether I'm going to take Chris Gale or not to the World Cup. Mm. 
Well, my answer to that is it is too early to tell because you've already decided that it's good enough to be in this squad for the 15 games. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want to hear about people. I want to no, hear about Roland the, Butcher. The, I want to hear the, from about Roland Butcher. Andrew Mason. Yes, listen Roland to me, Butcher. Listen to me, listen to me very I'm listening carefully. to you carefully. At the end of the 15 games, you can ask me that question. And I will have an answer for you. And the answer will either be yes or no. But why would you want to take so long, Roland Butcher? After, after Come on. five games, are you going to make a decision after five games? Let, let us assume that he failed miserably against Australia. What well, would you do? Been, then obviously his top has, has not risen, hasn't he? he yeah, but, then come into the but, but I've asked a, a specific question for a specific answer. I'm asking you if he fails miserably because you, re, you, you remember that he didn't do anything at all against South Africa. Would you still take him to the World Cup? Well, it would be unlikely because if, if he plays the next five games and, and fails, mm. he's likely not to play in the games against Pakistan, mm. which means that he's ruling himself out of, of being in the team. So mm. really, the next five games will tell you mm. whether he has got a chance or so, not. So, Roland, so, Roland, can I, so can I quote you then? Can I quote you? Um, Roland Butcher is saying that if Christopher Gale does not perform against South Africa, Roland Butcher would not take Gale to the World Cup. Can I quote you on that? I'm saying to you, Andrew, that if Gale if plays another five games yes. and he does not perform, yes. the likelihood is he will not play against Pakistan. Mm. All right. And that means he will not have any chance to further impress. Okay. Means he would be out of the setup. Are you, but at this moment, you cannot... Are you afraid of the reaction from Jamaica or from Gale's fans? Friday, Andrew. You get a hundred on Friday, yeah. and the argument well, then you take him because you get the hundred on, on Friday. Mm. Mm. He still has to show me over the next four games after that mm. that yes, I'm still ready to perform at this level. No, would you have the would you have the same position on Edwards, Fidel Edwards? Is he in the same? Fidel um, Edwards. Well, Fidel hasn't played. Fidel again is on trial. Mm. Right. I mean, currently says he was very lucky to have been picked in this um, squad in the first place. Right. But the fact is that he didn't. So while he's there, you must give him the opportunity to either succeed or fail. Mm. He hasn't played many games. Mm. So, 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 games. so what is your answer then, Roland? So what is your answer? My answer is, again, he has to play games to make the determination. Mm. You cannot just, you know, you, you've got him there and based on two games, if he only plays two of the fifth thing, right. then you know for sure that he won't be doing So are you suggesting so, to me before we go to the break that you have to see 15 games with Mr. Mr. Edwards playing to make a determination when you're taking the World Cup? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, saying, I'm saying Five, ten, games. two, three, tell me. When you get, but when you get to ten games, Andrew, mm. ten games is a lot of games to show that you are mm. either, you've either got it or you haven't. Right. Um, I'm not waiting for the 11th game. But really, you've got five more games to show that. Yes, I'm up for this. Yeah, I, 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 see, I see Dennis with his smirking. I, I don't know if it currently is. And, and I see your very good friend, Tony Grace, is smirking. I always love to have you on these shows, you know, Roland Butcher. Uh, good man from St. Philip. I hope you get your light back. Let there be light. Uh, and let's, let's pause our business calls when we come back. We're going to take some calls as well, and we're going to, of course, talk to 
<laughs> a good friend there who's smiling. Me, Dennis Smith, I think he's enjoying it. So, of course, Mason and Guess is brought in association uh, with a very good friend. ASAP White Rum, the best shot Jonathan of the day. Saturday morning from 9 until 12 noon to hear the Saturday morning entertainment episode. And on Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to be a part of the cricket show. To join the show, call one 515 605 9850 Ned is a big supporter of the present administration, so I don't know if you can get support from Dr. Ford. Um, Dennis, um, in relation to Gale, I mean, he's on the decline now. He's not as fit. He can't run singles. I mean, he, you have to put him at slip and maybe a short move wicket. What would you say to someone like a Gale, uh, Dennis? Well, if he can't do all that, he, he should have to make about 50 runs every game to Like um, 2020, it's a lot of movement. And you mm-hmm. can't really have a carrier passenger in the field, I don't think. No. So um, mm-hmm. he's, he's had a great record. Um, getting 41, um, it, it's getting on. Um, your eye starts to go, your timing goes. So... Um, you know, I was listening to um, um, Boris Johnson, I mean, uh, Roland Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I was listening to um, Boris Johnson before. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Roland Butcher. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's made his points. But, uh, I mean, yeah, well, um, being a great player, you've got to start to still produce or... Mm. Um, um, so his, his time's running out. So it'd be a shame, but um, time catches up on everybody. Um, I remember even Tony um, Gray once, um, I told him to go for a run, and when he came come back, and I said, why didn't you stand on that snail? He said, which one? He said, the one that followed you all around the running. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure to have you. In fact, uh, we, we, we can't have one Aussie. We, we must have two. So Jeff Lemon has joined us, the noted journalist. Um, um, Jeff is an Australian. He would love to come to the Caribbean. And, of course, we want, of course, to talk a little bit about the Australian side. Uh, Jeff, how are you? It's morning there in Australia. What time is it now in Australia, Jeff? Jeff Lemon. Well, is he with us? I think he should be. All right. Maybe, 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 is he there? Hello, Jeff? Jeff? Half past, half past nine, it is. It's half past nine, and Jeff, is he sleeping in the morning? Maybe he was watching Ash Marty perform so well, but yes. um, uh, we, 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 yes, Jeff, um, you may be muted, Jeff. All right, well, we, well, they clearly have a little bit of a problem with him. All right, okay, fair enough. All right, Jeff, well, we're going to try to um, to talk to you. Can, can we take a call or two? 441 Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Hi, good evening, Andrew. Randolph, how are you? Hello. Yeah, hello, how are you, Randolph? Not too bad, you know, Auntie, your guest. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the last 2020 series was a reasonably good uh, series. Mm-hmm. 
they went down to the wire. Uh, one little question. Uh, was Fletcher hurt in the last two games? No, he, 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 he didn't make the side. Well, oh, he didn't make the side. I thought he was the more, one of the most promising uh, 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 persons in the, in the center. Now, I, we often keep saying West Indies are champions. I think that is a continuous situation when they're playing 2020 cricket and you're continuing to rate being rated, and the West Indies are really, I think, during the pack at 2020, at the 2020 level, they are not at number one, two, or three, or four. They're down in the pack. So I don't think we should be talking about the uh, champions. They, they, want, they would have won the last World Cup point, but they're down in the pack. Now, when you look at the, how the South Africans bowl at the West Indies big, big boys, outside of Stamfordshire and Pollard, nor uh, the guy... Uh, the sprinter from Jamaica, I call him the sprinter. Um, can't, can't, I, get, I think. Can't, can't get very balls. Uh, uh, Puran has the same problem. Uh, the youngster from Ghana come in. They could only hit the mid on, full mid on, and mid wicket. But if you keep the ball of the off them, and I think that was the downfall. And if Australians pull, like how the South Africans pull at the West Indies, I'm sure the Australians are going to win handsomely against them. Now, people might be looking at this Australian side that is down here now as a weaker side, but these are some good boys in the team as well. But I think it's going to be a very good series. You think it's going to be a good series? All right. It's going to be a good series. All right. Randolph, thanks for coming through and talking to us. I don't know if we have uh, Jeff Lemon now, uh, the noted Australian journalist. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Good evening, good morning, all of the times in the world. Oh, all right, okay, good. All right, talk to us about the Australian side. You, you, you didn't send your strongest team down to the Caribbean. Why is that? Yeah, it's an interesting side. That basically, all of the players who had been in the IPL, um, given that the Australian border restrictions are so strict at the moment, it took them a month to get home from the IPL back into Australia. Uh, and so they had to they had to spend a couple of weeks in the Maldives waiting for the borders to open, mm-hmm. and then they had to spend two more weeks in quarantine once they got back to Australia. Um, and then they got home for about a week. And at that point, mm-hmm. most of those players did not uh, feel very inclined to get on another plane, go mm-hmm. across the world, do another period of quarantine. So I think basically it was Cricket Australia being sensible with. Um, making sure their players didn't burn out completely. So it, it's far from ideal to have the IPL stopping players turning out to the national team, but it seems like these were special circumstances. So, yeah, the, the top six or seven of the, the most high-profile high players aren't there, but mm-hmm. there's still a, a very good squad that's been sent over. Mm-hmm. Talk, to us, talk to us about the squad, though, for a lot of best Indians who don't know some of these players. Go through some of these, some of these players that we're looking forward to seeing. Well, there'll certainly be the two uh, West Indies fans know, Aaron Finch mm-hmm. being their leader of the side, which, uh, which is important. Um, Alex Carey, who was so good during the last World Cup. Um, the main bowlers are there in Mitchell Stark and, and Josh Hazelwood, Adam Zampa, the leg spinner. Um, and, and then there's some opportunities for some of the more exciting up-and-coming players. So Riley Meredith is the player who went to the IPL, who's... Mm-hmm bowling at 150 kilometres an hour and, and exciting everybody. Um, Josh Gillespie is someone who in the, the Big Bash, the Australian domestic tournament, has been thrilling audiences for the last couple of years at the top of the order for the Sydney Sixers. 
and, and maybe most excitingly, Daniel Christian is back in the side. Right. Um, mm-hmm. A player who, the all-rounder, he's, he's 38 years of age, um, and he, he hasn't played for Australia for a long time. I only got a handful of limited overs games, but he's he's dominated domestic T20 tournaments around the world. He's won just about every competition there is to win. Um, and so it's really exciting to see him back in the side. He's one of the few really specialised lower order finishing hitters um, that Australia have. That They don't have a lot of specialists in that role where West Indies have more options available for that sort of job. Mm-hmm. Um, Doc, any questions for Jeff? Uh, um, Jeff, Jeff has settled on an 18 for the World Cup already or are they still uh, in, you know, in the preliminary stages of, of choosing a World Cup squad for the T20? Yeah, a squad is very much up in the air because the, the big name players, as in David Warner, Steve Smith, Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, these kind of players who are skipping this tour and the Bangladesh tour to follow, mm-hmm. they'll almost certainly um, likely to, to come back into the main squad for the T20 World Cup. So I, I suspect that um, Cricket Australia will try to name that squad pretty late or as late as possible, given that there are so many variables, so many possibilities. Um, this this tour will have some bearing on it, you know, strong performances uh, against West Indies. I, I think Australia recognises West Indies as one of the biggest threats in T20 cricket, um, especially because the hitting that West Indies can produce is unlike mm-hmm. just about any other team. Maybe England could match it with their full strength side, but that's about it. So being able to turn off the tap of fixes for a bowling outfit, that's hugely important. So I think performances on this tour will have some weight in terms of who gets selected, um, but there are so many players out as well that uh, there'll need to be decisions taken later as to who's fit, who's in form, um, and, and maybe even part two of the IPL will will have some influence on that. Mm. There's still some big names in the squad, Bampa Wade, Stark, Hazelwood, Mitchell Marsh, um, Finch. So do you think there are any youngsters or unknowns in the squad that can make that final Australian uh, World Cup squad? Yeah, look, it's possible. So Josh Phillippe, who I mentioned earlier, he's probably a chance to mm-hmm. make it in as a um, maybe as a backup sort of number three or opener. Um, he can also keep wickets, so that's quite useful in that context. Uh, Mitchell Swepson is a possibility. He's a leg spinner uh, like Zampa, but he's, he's a different style of leg spinner. He tends to mm-hmm. give the ball a bit more air, get a bit more turn um, rather than Zampa, who's very much about landing it on a length. Um, and so, and Ashton Turner is someone who hasn't featured a huge amount for Australia, but he, he played one incredibly memorable innings, you know, a one-day international in India just before the last World Cup um, when he made 86 not out, I think it was, off about 40 balls to, to chase 300 plus against mm-hmm. India. And yep. hasn't had a lot of opportunities since. So he's someone who... If, if he gets the chance um, and can flick the switch, he's a, a really devastating batter and also a spinning all-rounder, so he's a pretty exciting prospect. Mm-hmm. There's an often we see two brothers in a, in a quad, uh, Ashton and Wes, uh, I believe they're related. Uh, uh, is, 
How often does that happen? Yeah, Ashton Agar and, and Wes Agar are brothers. Um, I suppose we've had the Marsh brothers in yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. test squads in, in the last few years. I don't think they played in a T20 squad together. They, were, they may have been in a one-day international squad together. Um, but Ashton Agar and Wes Agar, it's an interesting contrast. Ashton Agar, you might remember from 2013 when he made his test debut and, and made 98 against England. He's a very elegant, tall sort of player, left-handed batter, um, both left-arm orthodox spin. Wes Agar is the opposite sort of build. He's a quick bowler. He's very solid. He's, he's a tank. He kind of thuds up to the bowling crease. And so they're very opposite in appearance. They're very opposite in style. Um, but they they grew up together playing cricket in the, the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne uh, in the street outside the house. And, and now they'll potentially be turning out for Australia together. So it's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, Jeff, I want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. Always a pleasure uh, to have you. Um, sorry you couldn't make the trip. Yeah, I would have loved to be there. It's um, one of the best parts of the world where you guys are, but I'll definitely see you on the next one. Okay, thanks. Jeff Lemon, the noted Australian uh, commentator. In fact, last time Australia came here, he was very much a part of the the commentary team, giving us uh, that necessary information about the opponents, and you did a wonderful job as usual. Thanks, and have a good morning. Enjoy your evening. All right, good. Wonderful. Of course, it's now coming up to 10 o'clock there. Uh, in Australia in the morning. We can take a call, can we? Sure. Yes, 4341790. Hello, welcome, Mason and Yes. Good night, Mr. Mason. Hey, how are you, my friend? Long time. You don't normally call this program, you call Brass Packs. Yeah, just know about Mr. Mr. Mason. Don't accuse me. I would love to call, but you, your guests have become very, very, very important to you. But you're, so but guess, but you're important guess, too? I take a back seat. Mm-hmm. But let me get to the point quick. Yes. You're not talking politics, are you? Gabby have a song making much for that week. Yes. You remember you know that song? I know the song very well and Lord said an answer for me too. The West Indies cricket board from the time the president was removed. The so called bad president. The D- Cameron. With the assistance of a gentleman called Andrew Mason. We going through this foolishness. Now you you can tell me that Hitmar, a young promising fellow, yes, and Chase, a young promising man, yes, is on sick. Mm. I guess it. <laughs> this World Cup team mm. already thick. You think it's thick? Already thick, mm. and you you all could get from the radio and campaign every Tuesday. Mm. So Gail is going along with um, Fidel well, Edwards too? I'm, Fid- not, I'm not so sure about Edwards. Mm. What about Russell? So what about Russell? Oh. Russell. You know as a Russell man. Yes, I know that. But then your knees give you trouble with them. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. You're understanding? Yes. But let me tell you, the mock sport, when they have my number one opener with Gordon Greenwich, and we are giving the impression mm. that is a possibility they could be the coach of the West Indies team. That was making more sport that we took out. It had already picked two. Mm. As we trying to hide, like, you got some ambassadors behind your program, some dick come out. Mm. Yeah, Mr. Butcher, 
and Mr. Bradshaw. So, so, so you find Roland Butcher is, is, is he's always on the fence. He's a he's a good ambassador. He's a good ambassador. Yeah, diplomat, you know. He's a diplomat. Yes, yeah, yes. He, 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 I asked him a direct question about Gail. He hasn't answered yet. He's gone from Turkey Rock where he knows you know, well. Then yeah. you know he's not a doc. The doctor <laughs> tell you straight. Mm. But he's not going to do that now, Mister Bradshaw. Mm. And let me say this to you, right? Yes. Something is wrong with West Indian cricket. You mm-hmm. poor boy. Now, can you help me? Wait, well, that, 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 that was interesting. And then we, we have Gail Baden at three. You know, we, 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 we dropped uh, Fletcher uh, when he had two good performances. Uh, let's and you, Fletcher. Just had, you just had a caller right. saying that you've got to play a game for five more games to see if you can make runs. But if a man playing all the time, you can make runs sometimes. Yes, but yeah. well, that's, um, that, 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 that's Roland Butcher's position. No, you ever hear someone's madness yet from a professional? No, man. Roland is an ambassador, man. Come on, you can't say that. No, what I'm saying is, even me, when, if you keep weight pressure and Gail can't, in other words, Gail had no way in the 18. Well, in fact, Gail even ended up opening the bowling. Don't you, don't you realize in the last I match know, he, he, he that, opened the bowling? But then three, they find a place for him. They find a new world for him. Yes. You have a good night, Mr. Mason. Oh, it's good to hear you. All right. Can we take another call? Four three four one seven ninety. Hello, welcome, Mason and Gaz. Peace beyond you. Peace beyond you, Gail. How are you? Have you ever met Sir Curtly Ambrose? Pardon me? Have you ever met Sir Curtly Ambrose? Of course, of course. Where did you meet him? I've been wrong cricket for a long time. Mm. Good good evening to you, sir. My best respect. Sir Curtly? She's saying good evening to you, Gail, one of our favorite callers, yes. All right. I've met so many cricketers. It's a prayer. I, I, I um, have family, mm. other acquaintances. They're wonderful. Cricketers, so. Have you ever met Roland Butcher? Of course. Mm. Well, well, I'm a Bajan. Now, who, for, who are the Bajans? Mm. No, Roland? Even if we ain't go to cricket, we see mm. them on the television. Well, you know, Roland, so spent, met, you know, Roland spent most there. of his life in England, you know, over 45 years. Anyhow, you might not I have known him. Gentleman. I hear this gentleman. Yes, a good man. Good man. You, but you want you to give so much trouble. You probably must have used to get um, your friends and they must have used to tear you and lick when you were you, Hold on. You, 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 hold on. You, you, you find I give trouble? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Not a dog. Not a dog. Anyhow. Yes, talk to me. Seriously speaking now, yes. Mr. Listen. Um, every week, you know, you all come here. You hear everybody on the you know, the sports channels and radio and everything speaking mm. about West Indies cricket. Yes. And it's the same thing over and over. Every week, yes. West Indies has lost their way. I can remember as a child, there was a, a nurse. We run the Grand and Duke of York. Yes. You see, he marched, them, he marched his, his, yes. his army to the top of the hill. And he Up and down, down, yes. A calypso was done about it too. Yes, yes, yes. We are lost. And you know, I, t- I studied I think it was last week. You when these decide to pull the foot, cut everybody wears this from top to bottom and what are you gonna see that? Oh, oh my golly. <laughs> That's interesting. All right, Gail, thanks for coming. Anyhow, to... you have a good evening. Right. Uh, behave yourself. I, I I will let's take another call before we go back to Securtly, uh, who's under the cosh because Securtly said that he did he didn't expect this team to be like the one in the past and people have been calling Securtly and, and saying to Securtly, how could you say that? And he still continues to get some pressure. You have an inside call. Uh, Is there anything good in West Indies cricket? Yes, 
very good investment. Yes, the currently is good investing in cricket. Tony Gray, good investing in cricket. Um, Dennis Smith, still good investing in cricket. Is, that is intellectual dishonesty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, can we take another call? We can. Let's head into eight. What time is it now? Seven forty-seven. We got thirty minutes left in the show, and I think it's going to be fourteen because you interrupted. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Mr. Mason. How are you? Our good I, friend from St. Lucia. Um, before I say anything, um, Mr. Kurt, um, Sir Cuntley Ambrose, good night to you, please. Yes, Sir Kurtley is there. Uh, he, he's actually in St. Lucia now. He's in St. Lucia, and I believe yeah. he might have gone to the, the village where you were born. Yeah, good night to Mr. Cuntley Ambrose, please. Yes, Sir Kurtley. No, no, give him his title. Give him his yeah, handle, he, Sir Kurtley. He, he deserves respect, and I always respect him this one here and Mr. Courtney Walsh. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Courtney Ambrose, say good night, good night, good night to you. Right. Now, Mr. Mr. Mason. Yes. I was carrying, I carried Mr. Gale World Cup. You carried it to the World Cup? Yes. All right. I am not carrying Hetmeyer. No? No. Why not? Uh, because he had a chance Saturday and he, 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 he ain't make use of it. Yeah, but Gail too. I mean, in fact, what was interesting about Gail is that the all before Gail got up, we made 15 runs and then had a big swipe at Sam. Because so, he, 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 Gail doesn't know if he's bowling the Chinaman or the Google, so he had a big swipe as so in, Mason, and, and was out. Mr. Mason. You're not fair to help Mr. Mason, you were asking Mr. Mr. Um, what is his name again? Uh, Who? You were asking Mr. Wilder about Mr. Gail. I actually you now, Mr. Mason. Yes. You carry Mr. Mr. No, Gale. no, no. I wouldn't carry Gale to the World you Cup. I, I think well, Gale, I, I think Gale is on the decline. We need to move on. For my for my personal view, Mr. Mason. Yes. For the last session, mm. man. No, last, give him. All right. And not before I go. Yes. I I and you had the, you had a couple match there. You had forty-two dog balls. Yes, a lot and, of dog balls. Yes. And they're not working the ball around. And you lost the game. And look, you're telling me going um, World Cup, you're carrying Hetmeyer. I'm carrying him, Mr. Mason. Neither he, neither he, neither he. All right. Thank you. Have a good night, Mr. Mason. All right, good. So currently, let's come back to you now. Um, you're in St. Lucia. The Australians are, are, are there. What are your expectations, Sir Curtly? You think the West Indies, despite the, the challenges that they lost to South Africa, you think they can beat Australia? Sir Curtly? Yeah. I believe they can. Mm. Like I said earlier in the show, the kind of team that we have here is capable of beating any team in T20 cricket. Right. But we have to play smarter cricket. We have to try and work the ball around for ones and twos when we can't get the boundaries. I am convinced that if our batsmen just do away with this notion of it's all about sixes and fours. We will win many more games and, and tournaments and even the World Cup that's coming up. Mm-hmm. But the ones and twos are going to be important. You cannot win many games or you won't win many games if you're soaking up eight and ten overs of dot balls every game. That's true. Yes. That it's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You want to win too many. Mm. So as long as they can manipulate the bowling, mm-hmm. ones and twos along with the boundary ball, boundary, the boundary, 
then we will do much better. Mm. That is how we do it. Yes, I think we just lost Courtney's, I'm sorry, so Courtney, but are we going to get him back? Yes, I think he's, he's back now. Um, let's go to you, Dennis, um, a strong Australian, well, I mean, the big guns are not coming, but the Australians, will, they're always competitive. Uh, yes, uh, they're very competitive. Um, it's a depleted side, but, um, you know, I didn't think South Africa was a great side, and, um, and mm. they, they got the job done, but... Um, I, I adhere to um, Sir Kirtley exactly. Um, the side on Western side on paper is a fantastic side. Um, and if they do play smart, I can see them winning the series. Mm, I see. Um, and in relation to fitness, before we come without, to... Without, and just... Y- yes. <laughs> I'm just going to show Sir Kirtley something, if possible. Yes, yeah, sure. I think yeah. it might come up. Yeah, uh, so currently, have a look. That? Okay, can you see that? Just bring it over a bit. Just bring it over a bit. Can you see it, so currently? A little higher. A little higher. So currently, are no, you? No. So currently, are you seeing it? That's that's. No. Did he see it? No, I haven't seen it. No, um, just bring it a little I don't higher. Know if you can see it. So can you see it? Oh. Trainer. And I'll tell you what it was. It was Michael Holding and I um, running up the um, stairs at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Oh. I was taking Michael for a little little workout. Mm-hmm. And uh, But as Michael said the other day to me, he said, um, oh, you'd be in trouble. They'll throw you in jail now for doing that. So uh, <laughs> I, I said, um, well, because of the stairs, I said, Maybe if I put um, soft rubber, soft rubber on the stairs, they might let me go. <laughs> I see. Um, just, just like, like in them days, I, I used to take the boys up the, you know, up yeah, the stairs yeah. and do all these things. Mm. Now, now that they ban that, of course, but they never had any problems. I don't think they've got any problems now with their knees. No. I think um, um, we've got very high tech in our training, but uh, I think we've got a bit soft too. Yeah, yeah, a bit softer. Um, how, how would you deal with someone like a Cornwall? I mean, he's quite a big man. Um, how, have you had Cornwall to deal with? How, how would you work with him, Dennis? Well, I think Tony said uh, um, in the last time I was on, uh, yeah, you'd have to work out if, um, if the weight, if he hasn't got a problem with his weight, say a thyroid problem or something like that. But mm-hmm. if the boy could lose weight mm-hmm. and, the, and the weight is only because he hasn't done enough work and that would be a shame because being slightly lighter and that he'd be more flexible it'll help his bowling a lot and, and everything and it, may, it definitely make him a better cricketer in my opinion so mm-hmm. um, but as I said I don't know if he has a um, medical problem with it, the weight so uh, but if it if he hasn't mm-hmm. um, I'd have liked to. I would have um, loved to have him, and uh, mm-hmm. he might not like it, but I, I think I would have shared a few kilos off him. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm sure you. I'm sure you would have done that. Uh, you didn't have to take any kilos off Sakurti, did you? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, you can't. 
a skeleton can't lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's his best. That's his best. Any fond memories to Courtney? Any fond memories of of of, of Dennis? Any fond memories of Dennis? Of course, of course. Dennis and I have gotten along very well. Never no issues. Mm. Pushed me really, really hard in training, but I've never rebelled. Mm. I've never given any trouble because I know at the end of the day it's going to benefit me. Right. And once I'm in supreme shape. Mm. I can do whatever I want to do for my team. Mm. So I never do issues with him at all. Mm. Um, I tell you what he was. He, he was a, he, uh, Andrew. Yes. He, he wasn't too good at he wasn't too good at the bar buying a shout. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so currently, so currently, you've been criticised across the Caribbean for a comment you made recently. You're saying that you don't expect going forward that we're going to have the, the, the same team that we'd have had in, in your day. Um, do you still share that view despite the criticism that you get across the region so currently for that comment you made? Despite my frame, mm. I'm a very strong man. I got a broad back. Yes. I can take my leg. Yes. But uh, Mm, we're missing All the people who criticize my statement, right. tell them, call me some proof or try to prove me wrong. We've been, we've been struggling for more than 20 years. Yes. Okay? Right. So my statement is very valid. Mm-hmm. So until they prove me wrong, mm-hmm. I'm going to maintain that we probably won't see those glory years again. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So tell them to prove me wrong. Yes. That's all I can say. Yeah, prove fair, me wrong. Fair enough. We've got another five minutes left in the show. Um, let's go to Tony Gray. Now, Tony, I know you, you've never been a big man in training. I understand you go around the, the Queen's Park, Savannah, but still have a big uh, girth. Uh, so it seems that Venezuela will have to take you as well. Your expectations, Australia versus the West Indies. Do you think the West Indies can, can beat Australia, Tony? Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, what we've seen from our bowling mm. against South Africa mm. um, was consistent bowling. Uh, as I said before, situational bowling. Uh, Pollard was excellent in the way he handled uh, things tactically mm. out on, on the field there. Uh, five games. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. You need to explain that. Pollard was was excellent. What do you mean by that? Is he because he's a well, Trinidadian? He tactically very good. Mm. Tactically good. and had Gail Baden at three well, and, 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 and dropped Fletcher. And won the toss and, and, and before he bat and put runs on the board. Well, what are you saying, Tony? Don't bring that Trinidad view around here, man. Come on, you're sharper than that. Well, I think that I think that you have to listen to me closely. Well, I listen to you all the time. You 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 just give Pollard a hundred and fifty percent, and that's based on what? I think that. Well, can I can I continue? Oh, of course, man. Continue now. Of course, right, you can. So you have a a, a six a six round team in the ICC rankings in South Africa. Right, 160 they yes. made in the first game. Yes. 168 in the last. Uh, they weren't able to make 170. Mm. You had young bowlers mm. and older bowlers. Right. And I think that uh, tactically, Pollard was excellent on the field of play. Mm. All right. You asked about Australia. I think Australia, because of the general culture and the general psyche, mm. young players are going to be highly, highly competitive, and they have some key players. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to say is that in practice, the coaches are very important in preparing the team. 
And we could talk a lot about working the ball around, but there needs to be specifics in practice. I think that if you have to prepare for spinners, mm-hmm. um, you have to put your batsmen under pressure. Right. And uh, you have to take them out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Not hit the ball in the air in practice. Mm-hmm. Right. The ball more on the ground. So, and so I think that um, once, we, once we bat properly, mm-hmm. we could be highly competitive and win the series. In, in, in 10 seconds, do you think West Indies will beat Australia? But I just said that. You weren't listening. No, no, no. Because I'm asking again. Because I, 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 I'm not sure that I agree with you in relation to the, your, your, your assessment of it. Once we prepare properly, yes. Andrew, yes. because there has to be specifics in practice, yes. we will beat Australia. Will. If we are not prepared properly, yeah? Yes, okay. Of course, uh, <laughs> All right. I always listen to you, Tony. You're my, you, you're my favorite guest after, after the man who's going to finish the show, Roland Butcher. Roland? Um, do, what do you think, Roland? You think we can beat um, beat, beat Australia? Mm. There's always a chance to beat in Australia, but in order to do that, mm. West Indies are going to have to improve in many, many areas. Yes. Um, we all know what's happening with the, the batting at the moment. Um, if the, if we don't bat sensibly, mm. if we go out with this all aggressive six in, right? Then you will lose to Australia. Mm. You cannot um, soak up fifty. 40 dot balls against Australia and expect to win. Because they've got some young players in the side who want to make an impression to be in for consideration for the World Cup. So Mm -hmm. they're going to work very hard. And we've got some seasoned players as well. So this is going to be a severe test for West Indies. It's going to be a test. I mean, Curtis asked for certain things from our players in terms of location of the strike, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. What Mm -hmm. I want to know is, in this short space of time, uh, what we have seen over the last five games, are we capable of doing that in, in this short space of time? That's going to be the question. I doubt whether we'll be able to do that because these things take much longer than a couple of days um, away from the game to get those things right. These are areas that endemic in our, in our game mm-hmm. and something that has to be worked on over a long period. So I suspect that... Mm-hmm. You know, we will play similarly against Australia mm-hmm. and hope that the luck goes with us mm-hmm. because Australia is going to be a severe test. Yeah, I, I agree. Perhaps even a greater test than South Africa, despite the fact that the Australians don't have their strongest team. Final words with you, um, Dennis. It's really nice to see you. Are you still having that Mount Day and, and Coke and Eldorado from Diana? I don't think you'll have any rum from, from, yeah. from, from Antigua or from Trinidad. It's not, not as We're good as Barbados as rum. running out. You're running out. I'm running out desperately. Oh. Yep, I'm running out. Um, things are getting, things are getting kind of rough. But <laughs> never mind. I've still, actually, I've still got a couple of bottles left from the extra Mount Gay Extra Old. Mm-hmm. Very good, Mr. Marshall. Um, packed for me, packed for me in 1987, and I still got two bottles left, and I drink it very sparingly, mm-hmm. and it's. Still a great, great drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, and, uh, hopefully next year, when we, hopefully next year we can, uh, I, when we can travel again, mm. uh, hopefully I can see all the boys, uh, uh, um, Tony and 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 uh, Sir Andrew, um, Sir Ambrose and you, and mm. uh, we can have a little quite quite um, Mount Gay. Y- yes, because um, um, Dennis, well, yes, let him, let him please update on his. Daughter. He, he has a daughter who's a track star, but he's yes. very, very quiet. Yes, talk to us about your daughter, uh, Dennis. Yeah, she's coming along all right. Um, we had a big, um, um, we're a bit um, 
um, with the virus this year, everything was up in arms, but there was a, 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 the oldest um, track running race, a professional running race uh, in a, a place called Store in um, Victoria. And um, that is 137 years old, the race. It's, mm. 100, it's on grass and it's 120 metres handicap. Um, we took her down. She was the second youngest out of 100 um, competitors. Um, she won the first heat um, from the back mark. Mm. Um, she got beaten by one hundredth of a second in the semi-finals, which mm. was very disappointing. And the girl who beat her won the, the actual race, which was worth $40,000. So mm. um, she's coming along good. Um, I'm trying to get her into a rugby sevens. Um, she's good with the football and um, good mm. nervous. So... Um, Everything's good. I, I'm training her and she loves the thing. Uh, we would love to somehow, I'm trying to get Kirtley or, or, or Mr. Walsh, um, would love to be able to um, get in contact with her, her favourite runner, um, Price, Sally Ann Price. Oh, that'd be great, yes. And if we could... If we could get a little bit of a, a letter or something mm -hmm. to him, my, my daughter yeah. would, would love that. Well, what I will do for you, I, I, I speak to um, Ambassador Walsh quite often, and I'm sure that we can arrange that. I, I'll speak to him, and I'll certainly send him the contact, because I'm sure that your daughter would love to meet um, the, the lady who's going to win at the next, uh, um, you know, Olympics. I mean, it's coming up very, very soon indeed, the next I, to win. I hope so. Maybe, maybe the double, too. Yeah, She's yeah the double. Right. Just, just run a fast as um, 21.79. Pocket Rocket, absolutely. And, and uh, uh, unbelievable. And, and it would just be lovely to talk to her about her longevity. She's been, we, been amazing. We will, we will sort it out. Thanks, uh, Dennis, for coming through and talk, uh, talking to us. Thanks, of course, to you, Sir Kirtley. Get some rest. You need it. Thanks to you, Dr. Ford. Of course, uh, Roland Butcher, very much uh, on the fence as usual, but I know Roland very well, a good man. Tony Gray, who's going to be running around the track uh, there, of course. And just before I go, let me tell you that the Central Club, they're going to be having a meeting, I've been asked to, to say this, on Saturday, July the 10th at 5 p.m. at Bagatelle. So all of our friends there, Central, uh, there's a big meeting at Bagatelle, St. Thomas. That meeting is on Saturday, uh, July the 10th, starting at 5 p.m. in Robin Ford. I could not disappoint you. I'm Andrew Mason. He's open for by the mall. You Mr. are Mason. listening to The Cricket Show. Join us each Saturday morning from 9 until 12 noon to hear the Saturday morning entertainment episode. And on Sundays, from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to be a part of the Cricket Show. To join the show, call 1-515-605-9850. The number again is 1-515-605-9850. Yes, and there you have it. Good night. I hope you enjoy the portion of the show, we were indeed interrupted, and I just hope and pray that you would have enjoyed what part of it that we took on the air. So, good night, and God bless. And be with us Saturday morning at 9, and then on Sunday from 6 until 9 for the Cricket Show's episodes. Blessings. <laughs>